All right. So welcome to four questions with Andy, Will, and special guest, Dave, the drummer LeBlanc. Today is Dave's last day. Technically it was last week, but we're bringing Dave back to join us on today's pod, just to talk a little bit about his experience and what it was like working at Bottle and also maybe a little bit of his background. So should be a great conversation. So Dave, uh, I think the first question that would be interesting to talk about is how did you find this gig? How did this all work out? What was like the stage of the world? How did you kind of get a job at Bottle? What was Bottle like when you started? Yeah. First off, I love four questions. That is an awesome name for a quick little podcast. I love that. Four questions with Andy. Do you always call it that? That's amazing. Yeah. You haven't heard? It's like charting on yeah. Spotify. We're two of the top podcasters out there. <laughs> I wouldn't doubt it. If you guys wanted to be, you definitely could be. Yeah. So I found, I mean, man, I was, I was so Andy were, Andy and I go way back. I mean, what, six or seven years from Manito, Manex, Manito experience camps. Um, we were volunteers together working under the LIT program. So we had, you and I had experience working together, like, like, and I had, we had a friendly relationship. So I was, um, you know, looking for a job and I hit well, you to up. St to stop you, just a layer in some context. So uh, this. for Michael, this is hard. Yeah. <laughs> Telling yeah. you guys the story. You already know the story. This is really so. I, for I context, normally, I'm normally a great performer. I, Dave, I've never done this before. Dave, Dave went through a volunteer for a job. I already do. This is flipping me out. I don't even understand. <laughs> Come on, Dave, get it together. Otherwise, you're fired. <laughs> Can't work here anymore. <laughs> this is actually his. We're live live streaming his firing. Um, what is for that context. side note where Kramer goes to work and he doesn't even work there, and they're like, "Kramer, you're fired." He goes. I don't even really work here. And he's like, that's what makes this so difficult. <laughs> <laughs> well, for context, Dave and I met at experience camps, which you mentioned, which is basically a volunteer uh, experience for one week for kids who lost a parent or sibling. Both Dave and I lost our dads at young ages. And so that's how we originally connected. And then we stayed in touch both like every time I was up in the city, we'd hang out, I'd go watch him play. And then also... We would meet up at like kind of informally through a group of other folks who were volunteers at the camp. And, and it was like a way for all of us just to connect and hang out. And we did that probably once every two months, either virtually or together. So Dave and I had stayed in touch throughout the years and then COVID happened and Dave reached out and was like, does anyone, do you know anyone who needs a job who would want to hire a sales guy? And the, and I was like, yeah, us. And yeah, so, thank you for that. It's now coming back to me. So we'll, we'll actually, this will be helpful because Will might not actually know the, this full fully. So the COVID was all happening and I was in unemployment and there was the 600 a week plus the regular unemployment. So it was like really good, but then that was ending. Right. So I was on unemployment for about three months and they, the government had said unemployment was going to end in September. And it was like July of 2020. So I was like, well, I guess I need a job, you know, believing that they would end unemployment. They didn't actually, which like I'm grateful for, because not everyone has the means and the connections and the nest, you know, ability to get a job. And that's totally fine. But they, but I was like, okay, they're going to end unemployment for rock and roll musicians <laughs> from COVID, <laughs> which is what I was. And, um, I was like, I guess I should just go back into sales. I want to do something. I want to make money. Like I want to like work because like I. I wasn't working as a musician as everyone listening to this probably knows, like there was no live entertainment at the time and it's still like kind of struggling to come back a little. So I had actually sent an email out to our group, the bold group, which is a group of um, guys from experience camps who we would routinely meet 
every month to just like have like kind of like a therapy session, like a group therapy about like grief and just like what it's like to be an adult dealing with grief in like modern world. And we were just kind of like, we just kind of like tell each other our, our stories and how the month is going and all that. So we have like a group that we would meet with once a month and we have an email chain too. So the 20th anniversary of my dad's death was July 13th, uh, June 13th, 2020, which was right around the time I emailed and I emailed the group. I emailed the bold group, the whole group, like thoughts about my dad. And some people replied, some people didn't. And I was like, okay, cool, whatever, you know, whatever. Like, I mean, I literally thought nothing about it. And then like a week and a half later, Andy, you replied. You were like, I'm so sorry for the delayed reply. And you had all these like really awesome thoughts. What's interesting is on the day that I sent that email, I wasn't thinking about getting a job. A week and a half passes. And now I'm kind of moving on from that. Like I am moving on to this new stage where I'm like starting to journal about needing a job, like wanting a job. Like I'm already in this kind of new headspace. And then you reach out a week later being like, responded to my email from earlier, which I had sort of like moved on from really just kind of funny how that all works out. And then he was just like top of mind. I was like, oh, maybe Andy, like Andy's like really connected in business and the, in the like tech community, like maybe he knows somebody. It was the one and only email I sent looking for a job was to you. I was like, do you maybe know anyone who's hired a salesperson? And literally you're like, yeah, like we, we would. And which this we is probably hiring by the you way. You were hiring, just like, right. Which is like- well, you. You could fit in here. Yeah. And like, this is probably like a good time because I've said it on my, like, kind of as I was leaving and Will, I know you were gone, but like, so grateful to the two of you, like unbelievable. Like, I know that we've done, we did a lot in the year and like, obviously like it goes without saying that like my efforts and sales, like helped the company, like, of course, but like what you guys did was like incredible. You didn't have to offer me like a job. Like that was just really fucking cool. You were like, took a chance on me and like, I really appreciate it. It was really awesome. Like that you guys did that. And like speaks a ton to anybody who's listening to this who might be wanting to work here, like speaks a ton to like the culture that you guys started forming even before you weren't purposely trying to form a culture, which all good companies like will do, right? Like want a good culture. You guys like just did it inherently. So thank you. Thank you very much. Like really, really awesome. But yeah, so I, you responded and you were like, I think you'd fit in great here. We, I could use the help in like growing the company, like doing sales. And it was very like open. It was like, you can try it. For three months, you can try for six months. You maybe you want to be BDR, maybe you want to shift into marketing, like or like do an ad. You know, it was very just let's see how we feel. And yeah, ended up getting 70 accounts <laughs> and closing a ton of business. So it, it was awesome. It was really great. But that's how I got involved. Cool. I'm curious what your perspective of like Dave's when Dave joined, where the company was, like kind of the arc from you know, when he joined, what your expectations were when he joined through like the arc through the fall last year with COVID and then how things change over the course of the year. Like what's your memory of not only Dave just specifically during that time, but also kind of what, where the business was, what was going on, what are some of the things that you remember? I had no expectations and it's hard to remember now that was August of 20. So it was a little over a year ago the headspace, but it was very much pre-raising money. We weren't thinking about raising money. You and I were very much in the business. It was during COVID. And I don't think this is revisionist history, but looking back, I think the emotion was as bad as COVID is for the world. This should be a home run for Bottle as a business. All these local companies are trying to figure out how to take online orders and do delivery and do pickup and not have this big retail experience. 
and navigate this online world where you have to drive loyalty and talk to your customers without being face-to-face with them all the time. And we were a bit at a loss of how do we get in front of more people with it just being essentially the two of us plus Chelsea at the time on the success side and get our business out there so that people know we exist. And that contributed to the idea behind Dave of let's try adding a salesperson and seeing what happens. But it didn't really have expectations of how will that go? Will he be able to close business? Uh, How many people are open to this pitch? What kinds of customers and like what size of customers are going to be open to hearing this? Do the economics work? So it was all an experiment from our side and it worked out. Yeah, it did work out. And Dave, I, I think coming on to our third question here, we'd love to hear like, what were some of your key takeaways or things you learned over the course of the year, like walking away from working with us? Would you say like, oh, if someone were asking you like, what, what are your takeaways or what did you learn over the course of the year with working with Andy and Will? Curious kind of what you f- felt like, like this is where I got a lot of impact or this is where I got a lot of growth. Yeah, I mean, so much. I mean, personally, just like gained a ton of confidence. You know, I had done inside sales before but never the full on closing cycle and just the opportunity to like go through that process of like closing, closing an actual deal, like getting payment, like getting contracts signed, like working with somebody to like really help their business and like really make an impact for their business. It was like something I, I learned like how to do that, I think correctly. And then, I mean, just so I just absorbed so much business, just like, it, it was like going to business school, like for me, I just absorbed so much, like watching you guys the way, and then as the team grew, like other people on the team, even as with this, it's grown other developers and salespeople watching how you guys operate. I just learned so much from that. So I think like growth in terms of confidence was like probably the main thing. Like my confidence is way higher than it was as just as a person, because I'm what I learned, like going through these like sales cycles and that, like, like I can't be like, oh, wow, like I can do this. And that was really cool. And I think the, the team like really supported me a lot and that. And I think the other thing, another thing would have been like just having, I always thought that like, I guess there's like a thought that like sales and doing like reach outs is like, can I, you want to be like slick or shady, or not shady, but like slippery, like swat. And, and like the way that you guys approach it was like just such a great product. And like genuinely, like we just really want to help. Bottom line is like, we want to help these people like make their business better. And I just loved that and like really learned a lot from that and know like as I move forward in my own business, like as a musician, like I'm going to apply that, like I'm already applying that in a lot of ways and like we'll continue to. Yeah. So. And you learned how to write a badass email. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, my organization, like my calendar organization, my, my promptness, like I just like, like got, I learned how to be like super on time for meetings and like the importance of like scheduling things. And like I, I was doing something the other day. Oh, this girl wants me to go speak at her class, her student teaching class about music. And I was like, send me a count. Do you send me a calendar invite? I just was like, where's my calendar invite? <laughs> like <laughs> that I got from bottle, like a thousand percent. It's like, I, I was willing to say a little, like, how do you expect me to remember the date? Like send me a calendar invite. I'm a professional here. Like, I just love that. You know what I mean? Like, so yeah, emails, but the emails for sure. I definitely got, I think I got a lot better writing emails, which was awesome and a really important skill to have. Yeah. And you guys are just smart people to be around. Like I've told a lot of people on the team as I was leaving, like absorb as much as you can from Will and Andy. They're just like, really, it's rare that I just think it's rare that 
people as smart as you guys are this close to like the lowest level people. And it's because you're running like a, you're just starting. So, yeah. And you're not a low level guy. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> no one is right now. No one is really. Yeah. But I just mean like um, that you can have a lot of FaceTime. Like I said to like Ava, a new employee, I was like, go to New York. I was like, you should go to New York for like a week. Like just work next to Will for like a week. That's what I mean. Like that, the ability to be that close. Yeah. So, yeah. That's actually a really good idea, Dave. We should have bubbled that up sooner. Like people should just fly to yeah. Atlanta or New York Absolutely. for a week. We don't have to do a whole retreat. Clayton was here last week in the office. He lives in Atlanta, but he doesn't come in a lot. Who is here? It's a killer. Like another friend of mine was in, was in sales was here. It was like the three of us. It's so awesome. Highly recommend that. Yeah. I mean, if, if the company, which it does like promotes like work locations, like don't, I think my message was like, go to Mexico, go to these places and get your work done. But like, don't sleep on going to like NYC either. Like we have a literal office and like New York's dope. New York's dope. And Will's there. So yeah. Dope. Yeah. Yeah. That's a really, that's a great idea. There, yeah. there feels like I think about it in terms of a retreat, like the idea of getting even the entire engineering work together is just a big task. Everyone lives around the world, got to book a bunch of flights, find a place that can accommodate everyone, like lower the bar. Yeah. Yeah. People should feel free to co-work together, like even to right. the extent that like if people are all over the world, if we have two people in Europe, they should meet up and work together. Yeah. Yeah. There should be the encouragement to do that. That's cool. So I think we can end it with our last question here. What's next for you, Dave? What's over? What do you think? Like what's immediately next, but also I'm curious, like, what do you see for yourself in the next few years? Like, what are you hoping happens? Like, what do you, what is kind of your goals? Not even goals, but just your hopes for yourself, your career. Before you answer that, have we, cause it, you forget, like, where did we start recording? Have we done the deep dive on the drumming and like what you were doing and what happened at COVID? A yeah. little bit, but not a ton. Yeah, not a ton. I, I think I kind of glossed over, but so I was pre-joining Bottle because of the pandemic. I was a Broadway drummer. I had played on Me Girls and Waitress. I did about 50 or 60 shows at Me Girls over the course of like a year and a half, two years as a sub for this great drummer, John Epcar, who was a good friend of mine and former neighbor. We were neighbors in Williamsburg. And, um, then I also had the opportunity to sub at Waitress, the musical, and I got to play with, I never played with Sarah Bareilles, but I met her backstage one night. It was really fun. She gave me a big hug and that was really cool. And I played with Jordan Sparks from American Idol back in the day, Catherine McBee, who was American Idol. So some Al Roker, like the weatherman was in it. It was actually I, a funny little, I, I played a little story from that. I know, I feel like this pod will love this story. Will, I know it's right up Will's alley. I may have told this on like a team meeting at one point, but I'm sitting at the drums getting ready for the show. Like at waitress, I'm like warming up and Al Roker walks by and he said something about the weather. He said <laughs> something about the weather or like it's raining really bad out. Or he said like, uh, I was like, how's it going? And he's like, oh, it's like raining. He said something about the weather. And I, and I, I, I all, literally almost said like, yeah, I saw it on my phone. But I said myself because I didn't want to insult them. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> I was like, don't say anything. But it was really funny. He like came in and like said something about the weather. I was like, that's fucking crazy. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I was like a full-on musician, really doing that thing. I play with a lot of bands. I play with my band, The Bornstormers, done like a lot of travel dates, like all around the world. We've had the opportunity to go to the Super Bowl, the Masters, and 
play a lot. So I was really fortunate to be a full-time musician. But then, yeah, when the pandemic came about, I was kind of knocked off for that for a minute. But now I'm back on my birthday in August of this year. I was asked, I got a formal e email asking to be the tour drummer for the Mean Girls Broadway show. So people that aren't familiar, they have shows in New York. A lot of times they'll do shows in London and then they'll do a show on the road. And it's kind of equivalent to a Broadway show. It's just not in New York, but we stop in like a city every week, sometimes two or three weeks. So yeah, I was working kind of clipping away at Bottle. Andy and I had discussed, I mean, and you know, you guys were always like super supportive of music in general. It wasn't as busy as it was pre-pandemic. So it was like, do I keep Bottle? Do I do a little bit of both? Like that was always a conversation after like my one year. But then yeah, this opportunity came along to be the full-time drummer on this Broadway tour. So that is where I'm headed next. And the reason I am not doing sales anymore at Bottle. And then what, I- what is, like, Yeah, what's your, what are your hopes and dreams for the next few years? I hope to, boy, that's a great question. I, maybe I should take a few hours this afternoon and, and write some of that out. I really like that. I'm happy you, happy you just asked me that. But I would say I want to do, the, I'm going to do the tour. It's going to be awesome. And I'd love to work that into a Broadway show in New York and then come back to New York City and then hopefully land a Broadway chair where I can be in the city and then continue to play with my band. Hopes and dreams would be just to make a living as a musician for the rest of my life. Fortunate for the opportunity to go to Bottle. I've done in my eight-year professional career, I've done about five years of sales and four years of drumming, three years of drumming if you don't count COVID. So I'd love to, I'm at 31 now, and I'd love to just kind of, it'd be great if I could just just run it from here on out, <laughs> run it back. And what, what's the progression? Because you've told me this before, but like in terms of drumming career, like what are the steps or stages? Where do you want to go? I mean, every journey is really different, but I'd love to, I kind of like flipped things. I think where uh, some people would be like in their twenties, they're going for the gold. Like you're young and like go on the road with a band, like sleep on couches, like try to make it big, which is one way I've kind of flipped it. And I've been like, I want to get my beast first. I want to get my foot in the Broadway scene where there's health insurance and like really good pay. And like, it's always going to be here. And I'm hoping into my like mid to late thirties, early forties, then I would love to get in some type of like major touring act would be awesome. I love to play live. So, you know, I have, uh, there's people that are, I really look up to in the New York scene who I've played with that they like, they'll be in a Broadway show and then also play with Matchbox 20 or like Roseanne Cash or Sting. So something like that would be incredible. Yeah. That would be, that would be ideal. I think would be to, to do that thing. And then I don't know, kind of see where it goes, but yeah. Awesome. That's sick. Was it an amazing year? I feel like we all, three of us in Chelsea amazing. had a blast. Kind of when it was just the four of us. And as the team's grown, it's still been so much fun. I know you and Will work together a ton. And I think just can't thank you enough for everything that you did for our business. And personally, as a friend, it's so much fun to work together and chat and bullshit and sell together. And you played a key role in, in our growth and our health. And I think we'll forever be super appreciative of everything you did for Bottle. So thanks, man. Thanks, awesome. Dave. Thank, thank you, Andy. Piggyback on, on that comment alone. One of the motivations of this podcast, the anthology of Bottle, hopefully one day someone digs these up of like, remembers what happened. And Dave, one year, but a pivotal year that Andy and I halfway through Dave's tenure decided we should go after this opportunity that we felt was so big, raise money, grow the team. Uh, without Dave's numbers and performance and proof of like the economics work on acquisition, it wouldn't have happened. At least it wouldn't have happened as easily and, and as great as it did. Yeah. Yeah, thanks. I mean, I appreciate that. 
it was, you guys had a really awesome business model before I joined. I think it just was good timing. It was, I think if anything, it allowed Andy and you to focus on growth and investors while I was like the, the business didn't halt, I think was really important too. But yeah, I mean, the business model was there. I just, Andy just told me who to sell to and what to say. But I had a great time. I really, really had a great time. Honestly, it was awesome. It was a very memorable year for me as well and a pivotal year that I'll never forget. Cool. For sure. All right, thanks, Dave. And that, that's it for four questions plus a few extras. Uh, cool. Thank you guys for having me. And um, Will, I'll see you soon. <laughs>